It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. This is the win streak edition. <laughs> Hell the yeah. fucking what? The win streak edition. Yeah, that's right. Ducks are on a two-game win streak. And I know that like you really kind of don't count a win streak until it gets to three. But we may not get there this season, so we're taking <laughs> when, our... When you're the Anaheim shot. Ducks, you're going to count two in a row as a win streak. Especially after it's a seven-game losing streak, like y- you have to take that. You have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. So. Not to not to hinder on the parade already. Not to be that guy, but none of them have been in regulation. No wins in regulation. Yeah, yeah. It was which overtime. Interesting. It was, sh- it was overtime, and then it was a shootout. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, so like if we're headed I, either to way, overtime like, or, or I guess if we're headed to overtime for any games coming up, get excited because yeah, we're three and one in overtime. <laughs> We're looking like we're gonna win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's uh, yeah, looking looking pretty good there. Before we get into some games, though, I know we got a lot to talk about on this episode, but I just have to bring it up because I saw it on Twitter. Tonight is Love Is Blind night, and uh, <laughs> I, I hear that. So I hear that you have uh, other commitments. So we, we might have to run this episode a little short. Is that what's yeah? It might going be. Yeah, uh, it might be pretty short. No, actually, girlfriend's <laughs> sleeping right now. She's probably just resting up for Love Is Blind tonight. Uh, um, gotcha. But. Uh, yeah, that'll definitely be going on. So it's it's definitely one of like more 
her shows, but it's one of those mm-hmm. shows where you're like, you know, you're with your partner and you just kind of get dragged into it, like unintentionally, but like you still enjoy it in a way, right? Yeah. So, like, like you're it's, just like it's kinda... not something I would normally yeah. sit down to watch, but you're just there, so you're just, like you're seeing everything, and then like you make a comment about it, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm apparently invested in this now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you're you're like doing something in the kitchen and then like you hear like what one of the contestants say and you're like, what? That's stupid. And then yeah. like it shows you all the drama that happened and you're like, this guy, this guy sucks. And then you just like yeah. are invested in it from there. So yeah, exactly. I, I get it. Yeah. So I, un- unfortunately, I think uh, Andor tonight is going to be like well <laughs> after Love is Blind. So but as much as I want it to be the first thing, because I'm like, you know, Love is Blind, like, well, like, like it's. It's it's their kind of thing, but like Andor is like a. I don't want to get gotta, spoiled like, on, on top of it. Yeah. I don't want to get spoiled on Twitter for yeah. it, basically. So I, I don't know. There, I'm pretty sure there's like a Love Is Blind part of Twitter, so like your girlfriend could get spoiled. I'm sure know. there is, and yeah, if but, mind you, she's not on Twitter enough for that's it. Fair. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see here. Yeah, so. I I just wanted to bring it up because that <laughs> that was one thing that came out of the pandemic. Is my girlfriend and I got really into like reality TV shows. Just because, yep. like, I, I don't know, you, like, powered through all the other stuff. So you're like, okay, well, or, like, you would watch, like, super intense drama and then the world sucks at the same time. So you're yeah. like, I just need something that, like, makes me feel better about my life. Let's watch how bad other people are at life and then just laugh at them. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I, we're not caught up on it yet because we just kind of throw it on as background noise when we're, like, yeah. making dinner or just, like, hanging out in the evening on scrolling on our phones or whatever. But it's uh, it's interesting for sure. There's not too much reality TV show, I guess, that I like actively have watched. I've watched the entirety of uh, what is it? Meet the Meet the Barkers, I think it is. Okay. Um, which is uh, which was like 2004, 2005. Like the episodes were up on YouTube, so I went back and watched them. Oh, yeah. um, that's with like Travis Barker and his then. Oh, wife, that makes sense. And, yeah. I was thinking so, Cam Barker, like no. legendary junior player, <laughs> and then wasn't uh, wasn't there a game show host like oh Bob Barker? Uh, Price yeah, is Bob right, Barker. that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say Wheel of Fortune, but I knew that was wrong. So I was like, is, does Bob Barker um, have his own? Like, <laughs> yeah, what's the oh Too Hot to Handle is the one that I got into mm, in the pandemic mm-hmm. though for like those Netflix ones. Yeah, um, a really fun one that I enjoyed though actually was The Ring. I think is what it's called. No. Oh my god! I gotta double check what this thing is called. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one's a horror movie. Yeah, that's a horror I movie. Hope I it's not reality. Uh, <laughs> Netflix Ring, uh, reality show. Uh, oh, the Circle. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> these are close. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that, so, that one's actually really good. That's actually yeah, that, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, one. that one's fun. So because it's uh, if you don't know the premise of it, it's basically like you create a. Like everybody lives in this apartment building, but nobody actually sees each other. And you communicate through essentially like a like a, a Twitter page. Uh, yeah. But that's just for people that are in this apartment. So like you can go as yourself and try to be you or you can have fun with it and like catfish people essentially. Yeah. Um, and like you're you're trying not you're trying to like form bonds through social media essentially and uh not get eliminated and kicked out of the apartment. Yeah. So. It, it's kind of like a, a commentary on popularity, like online yeah. popularity. The first season I thought was actually like really wholesome. I was like like was really good. rooting yeah, for all like, then, the like, people the, and yeah. yeah. Yeah and then like the second season everyone knows like kind of what like they want to do going into it because you've been able to watch a season beforehand and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was more strategic and cutthroat yeah. and like it, it was still good, but like the first one was just like a nice 
like commentary, uh, I guess, on society. And now, now it's just kind of fun. But I still enjoy it. So yeah. So I okay. think like those are the couple of like reality yeah. shows. I guess I've kind of gotten mm. into like that's not like uh you know like a like a master chef or something like i don't is that considered reality tv i guess uh yeah i guess but okay, it's not, case, it's not like watched... your typical it's more like a a lifestyle yeah. not like well game show it's a, it's a game show i call that one in a way yeah, yeah. the, the circle kind of walks the line of like game show and reality but like love is blind too out to handle or like yeah reality my, mo- my mom was big into reality tv i remember when i was a kid of like like on tlc it was like a wedding story a baby story john and k plus eight like, oh all that's, that stuff, that's yeah. how ingrained those yeah. shows are in my head because i was probably like six or seven when she's watching those shows yeah <laughs> so yeah that's but fair, uh so. yeah like, th- yeah like those are the ones that i know like my mom was heavily into or that or like uh i know my dad like not saying that i don't but like uh like my dad's like a big fan of like pawn stars or um Oh yeah, or uh, what's it? Was it Counting Cars? I think like all the like Las Vegas based shows, basically. Mm-hmm. So, which yeah. was fun because when we were in Vegas uh, a few years ago, we did like a tour of a bunch of these places. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to go to like the like Counts Customs and like oh, see nice. their shop and all and like a bunch yeah. of the cars that they had there. Uh, there's the one that's like where they build like these crazy fish tanks for people. I forget what that show's called. But we got to check that mm-hmm. out. Um, that would be really cool because all those ones are like somewhat educational shows like Pawn Stars yeah. as, as stupid as it can be sometimes times like th- sometimes you get like really cool shit brought into there and then they like tell you the history of it and you're like damn that's actually like really cool same with like some but, of the car ones too like, yeah but, but most of the time like like the like the tour ends at the pawn shop oh yeah and like honestly we have pawn shops here in Lethbridge that are bigger like it's not a very big place mm-hmm. so like like that shot of like walking through the door, that is the entire place. There. Oh, wow. There's not much. <laughs> that's that's so, wild, yeah. But uh, the one, though, that was big for me was for Pawn Stars, whenever they bring in somebody to like check out an old toy or that kind of thing, mm-hmm. we got to go to the store of like that owner, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, or that expert. The, and the, I've got a friend that he goes to anytime yeah. there's toys. Yeah. And uh, so that one actually was uh, at the end of Fremont Street. So when my family and i normally go to vegas we'll normally stay on like the old vegas strip fremont street there mm-hmm. and so this was at the end of it so like got to check the place out but then you got to hit the next stop on the tour kind of thing but just because it was basically like a block and a half down from my hotel i went back to it after just on my own oh, and nice. literally spent like two hours in that place but then like even then though there was toys that i was looking at like star wars figures especially mm-hmm. that i was like I think I still have that at home and it's sitting here on like opened for like 40 American or something. I'm like, I better have that at home kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one quick question before we get into these ducks games here, if you were on the circle, who would you go on as, or would you go on as yourself or as somebody else? And if somebody else, who? I want to say I'd go as myself, but we know me and I like to be a shit disturber sometimes, so I would definitely catfish. Yeah. Who who would you catfish as? Oh, I don't know. Like some blonde model, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You'd be be one of those guys that goes in as the opposite gender. Yeah, I think so. Trying to talk about like, you know, women's events with women and yeah, um, and like hitting on other dudes as a girl who may or may just not a, also be a dude or a just girl. A like, mess <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. That, yeah, that would be fun. I <laughs> think if you, I what would you do? If, I think if I was to do it, I, I honestly I would want to go on as you just to like see if I could like <laughs> like embody you for like I, I don't know how long the show is, but like a couple weeks. <laughs> and then this season comes out, and I'm just watching. I'm just like, I wouldn't fucking say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just turn to my girlfriend. He's gonna be out in a week here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just this think it'd be fun. Been hanging so. out in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, like hanging. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, just like not not because I wouldn't want to go on as myself, but like just to prove that I could go on as as anybody. somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it'd be fun. It's like a like role playing in a way, you know. Yeah, or like, just, like Halloween, dressing up in a costume, but yeah. I'm going as you instead of Batman. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. The Halloween's better instead of the role playing. I'm like, it's not, yeah. it's not the kinky kind. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you you wouldn't want to go in as Trevor Zegers. I mean, that'd be fun. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Go on as a Ducks player. Ryan gets laugh maybe. I could do be, Getz, like, yeah. be like Circle Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I I could I could definitely do Getsy. I think. Yeah. You, just talk, you just talk about your chickens. Yeah, that and how and it, like, like, it's what it was like to play hockey. Yeah. yeah, like how it's time, like it's like like when somebody messages you, oh hey, what are you doing? Not much, just shaving my head right now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have them like in every room. Like they're in the like they're in the bathroom, like at the sink, but I think they're also in the showers. Yeah. So like you like basically you like, it is with you at all times, these crazy mm-hmm. screens. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, I guess we can get into ring at first. (laughs) Yeah, the ring. That's funny. (laughs) Is Um, that a reality show? (laughs) No, I I really hope not. (laughs) Okay, let's uh, get into these couple of decks games here. We're going to talk Leafs and the Sharks. So a couple of wins, which it's been a long time since we've had two games and two wins to talk about on here. Yeah. So, but let's do it. So the first one, Sunday evening after we had recorded our episode, so that's why it wasn't on there. Uh, Ducks played the Maple Leafs and in a spectacular comeback fashion took it 4-3 in overtime, which was very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, I don't normally watch Steve Dangle's LFRs. Like, I love the podcast and everything Mm -hmm. like that. I just don't normally watch the the LFRs. Was it worth it? I have it saved. I was trying. Okay. I was, was going to watch it before we started, but uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't have the didn't have the time. But that's fair. Yeah, because I had it saved too. From everything that I, that I also I've, wanted to watch it. But. From everything I've gathered, I think we broke the man. <laughs> oh, like, probably not. Not a da- not David Ayers level. Like when uh, Carolina had you know like the Zamboni driver as an emergency backup kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's, it sounds like we broke him. So, but I did mm-hmm. listen to the following like uh, podcast. Uh, after the game, though, yeah, and they went into it hard, like oh, I bet forty-five to an hour. I'd say just on like just on this the, game. Well, like on the game and like the re, like kind of like branching out from it though, and basically like okay, like they they basically came to the conclusion of like he's like Brennan Shanahan has to go, <laughs> like <laughs> they're, they're president. So because <laughs> it's like okay, wow. like you can get up to Dubis, but and like Keith, he just got in here, uh, like a bunch of these guys that are still like playing fine kind of thing right but everything leads back to Brendan Shanahan essentially so um which also speaking of Sheldon Keefe I, I'm sorry I'm kind of going everywhere here uh John That's Tortorella okay. got quoted today though because somebody in Toronto media brought Sheldon Keefe's kind of being on the hot seat 
up uh, oh, okay. to Tortorella, and Tortorella is just basically like, like you media guys, like just gotta like stop. He's a good coach, and like you guys are just looking for a story, basically, and like kind of back Sheldon Keith up. And I'm like, okay, we might not agree on player tactics, I guess, with John Tortorella, but other than that, though. I agree with a lot of, with John Tortorella, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I read that, and I'm just like, like at first I read it, it was a uh, uh, Luke Fox on Sportsnet, but I didn't like see what the the header was, like who had posted it, right? And I just kind of read it. And I'm like, that reads like a Tortorella quote, like that that's pretty good. And I was like, oh, like Luke Fox. And then like the next tweet in the thread is like, yeah, here's the article, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, he actually said that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, all right, good for Torts. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean. Like I, I think Anaheim get is getting kind of the credit for absolutely collapsing the Leafs front office and fan base, but in reality, oh, it's right. kind of the whole road trip because they on their five game oh, road trip that started in Winnipeg, right. one two and two. They beat Winnipeg, which hot start. Ooh. That's good for them. Uh, lost to Vegas three one. Okay, it happens. Vegas is having a good year, but then going winless in California in this climate is not what you want to do. <laughs> losing in overtime to San Jose 4-3. Losing to the Kings 4-2. I mean, they're an okay team as well. Um, and then the next night, losing to Anaheim in 4-3 after being up. It was 3-1 at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think it was, yeah. was it not 3-1 headed into the third? I think so. Um, it was... Oh, no. They, they came back in the San Jose game, but then... Or, oh, um, sorry, it was 2-1 in the third. Yeah. Okay, 2-1. Yeah, because yeah, the second period was scoreless, and the third period is where Maple Leafs got up 3-1. and then mm-hmm. Oh, on that short-handed goal. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't watch the highlights of this one, so it's been a few days. Um, I don't quite remember what happened, but it's coming back now. So I just remember turning on the like the radio broadcast. I was going to pick up Chinese for... Uh, we were having like a family dinner. And I was like, okay, like I'll listen to the Ducks game as uh, as I'm as I'm driving there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like thirty seconds, minute in max, kind of thing. And the Toronto Maple Leafs have scored on their power play. And I'm like, huh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like describe like they're describing it of like Austin Matthews walking into the slot, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like untouched. And I'm like, yeah, this sounds pretty accurate. Like, not that I'm you know, not believing the Anaheim announcers or anything like that. But I'm just like, sounds pretty accurate. And then I watched the the highlight pack after again. And I was like, yeah, that's like, kid you not. They literally let him walk in mm-hmm. there. Like the guy untouched, could, uncontested, like, the guy got the straight shot up, off. Yeah. Like Austin Matthews straight up could have walked into the spot that he was and then gone, you know what? I think I want a, uh, a a hot dog and a and a coke up from uh, from the concession there. Could have left the ice, gone back up, gotten that, come back down, ate it on the ice, finished it off. Right, you know, tosses the tosses the garbage over to Sheldon Keith on the bench or whoever's there, and uh, and then gone. Yep, pass it here. Gotten the pass and still scored. He would he would have been that wide open. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. much time and space. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're exaggerating, but you're also not exaggerating, right? Like, it's, it's given so it's much insane. time. Yeah. Way too much, way too much. I just wanted um, to paint a vivid picture, picture for everybody. <laughs> it was beautiful. Thank you for doing that. This, uh, 
I, I really want to talk about Trevor Zegers. I'm kind of jumping around our, our outline here, but yeah, I think fine. this, honest, like we know that Zegers is good. We know that he's an elite player, but I think that this game in particular, for me at least, was the first time I can think of Zegers being like that game changing elite player for the Ducks, mm-hmm. right? Like where he like not like single handedly won us the game, but like if not for him, this this wouldn't have happened. Like he he put the team on his back in this scenario, along with John Gibson, who we'll touch on later, and said, no, we're winning this game, and I am going to do it. And with two goals, he got he got the overtime winner. And what was the other one? I feel like it was the tying goal. It was the goal? tying goal, I think, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Our, <laughs> uh, Kulikov got the tying goal. Zegris, oh, right, the 3-2 goal. Yeah, yeah. Zegris got the 3-2 the one after the... To get the, the, get the comeback goal. started, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, so, that, oh, yes, that was the sick, um, like... No, no. What was the what was the one where he went back hand top shelf that like they showed him that oh he does this in practice all the time. That was the overtime winner, right? Uh or was no, that the, the overtime or winner was, was him kind of being one. like kept out to the uh to the outside. I think it oh, was that first, it was that oh, yes. first goal, yeah. Yeah, it says it says here the three two was the backhand. So yes, yeah. that was his and that was a sick goal. Like that fired. It the was team nice. Up. Yeah. So um, but yeah, okay, so twenty two minutes and forty two seconds for Trevor Zegers, again, including overtime, but like mm-hmm. The guy put in some work that night. It's top two, line minutes. Two goals on three shots. Mm-hmm. Like three shots on goal, not three attempts. Three shots. Um, and uh, at the faceoff dot also, man, the guy was good. Seven wins, one loss. Not bad. Not bad that, at all. That is, that is some pretty damn good numbers yeah. uh, if, if, uh, if I know anything about hockey. Yeah, a faceoff percentage of uh, 88%. I don't care that it's just one game. That is ridiculous. That's hard to do in one game, though. (laughs) That is very hard to do. Like, aside from Um, when you take one face-off and win it and end up with 100%, like, anything else is, like, damn impressive if you're, like, not, like, besides 50%. Like, 50% is is pretty standard, plus or minus a little bit. If you're more than 60%, that looks good. If you're 88% in a single game, that's phenomenal. That rarely happens. Um, I'm taking a look here. Okay, the next, the guy who took uh, the next highest amount of faceoffs, um, Lundstrom took ten. He went one for ten. Okay. Um, and Strom definitely took a shit ton of faceoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. nineteen there. He went nine for nineteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. so seven for oh, seven oh, yes. for eight. Zegers <laughs> had less than Strom, especially. Mm-hmm. Right, being that second line uh, center now, yeah. I guess at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going se- like seven for eight. God damn. Yeah, it's pretty good. God damn, boy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about John Gibson here because you got uh, some fancy stats for us, and uh, and he and just by the eye test too, he looked great. Phenomenal save in overtime and everything. Yeah, this guy is another like. Zegers and Gibson, like you said, took this team on their back for this game. And mm-hmm. at least Gibson hope- could share the load with somebody for once, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, Gibson, like I, I put here that I think this is his best game of the season, like from an eye test perspective. Absolutely. Uh, especially the guy put up a 917 save percentage, uh, a plus one two five uh goal save above expected. So mm-hmm. again, you can't have a partial goal, so like two goals shouldn't have or like he saved two goals that should have happened 
Yeah, and so, against a high-powered offense like Toronto, like they're one of the the best yeah. offenses in the league, allegedly. Yeah, on like paper, I, I on paper. well, yeah, like one of the notes I do have here is like our offense looked like Toronto's apparently, but I also have the like extra or did Toronto's defense look like ours? Because I was taking a look at <laughs> the heat map on Natural Stat Trick, and I looked at the Leafs, and I was like, okay, that's pretty normal for what we see against the ducks right just that that nice dark circle right on top of the crease in the crease like below mm-hmm. the slot like below like below the hash marks right yeah we're, we're pretty used to seeing that you look at anaheim's a little bit smaller but it looks pretty damn similar yeah so that's why i have their or did toronto's defense look like ours because uh both teams just let guys walk in and do what they wanted at the top of the crease there. So. Yeah, honestly, I'd say it's that one because, like, we know that we have a pretty decent offense. At least our top six looks really well. Our depth is leaves something to be desired, but it's not awful, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, in comparison to some of the top teams, like, you can't compare our offense to, our offense to say, like, Colorado or Tampa or Edmonton or, or Toronto. But, um, but you compare our defense with Toronto's and there's... There, it's it's more similar than say Toronto to Colorado, which is mm-hmm. not what you want if you're a Leafs fan. But yeah, um, what uh, what else we got here? Oh yeah, nice nice pass from Derek Grant to uh, Jacob Silverberg on the first Anaheim goal there. Yeah, Derek Grant of all people showing why he's yeah, uh, right. <laughs> sometimes elite number one centerman. Man. It's uh, again. It, it's. I think it kind of shows what I was saying last episode. It's either like you're happy that he was on the ice in that in that moment, or you're like, get the fuck off. There's yeah. no middle ground for Derek Grant. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Zegers and Terry, when they're on the ice together, they score. Look at what happened in overtime. There, that was uh, a. So I, I did. I did the math as well. Okay. For five-on-five five time on ice, because we know the last couple of games they've been separated, right? Terry's playing mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Stroman Vitrano there on that first line, if I remember correctly. Uh, I um, so, yeah. And Terry is centering on the second, Henrique and... Uh, Zegris is centering, sorry. I mean, oh, is that... Sorry, is that one? Uh, no, you said Terry. That, oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Zegris is centering Henrique and uh, who's on that right? Crap. I can't remember right now. Uh um, <laughs> who's supposed to be there? Yeah, why am I blanking I on it? Um, okay, it's different now, so we'll we'll get into the changes. Oh, that's later, for, that's Vetrano there. That's Vetrano there. Yeah. Um. All um, oh, right. Uh, Strom Strom Terry Comtois. That's what it is. Um, yeah, that, that's what it was for San Jose. I don't think that's what it was for. I think that's what McTavish I have here was for for Toronto. Or oh no, uh, no Strom, I'm pretty sure it was McTavish. Terry McTavish. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but um, but for San Jose, it, it's Comtois now. So yeah, but we'll get into that uh, a little later. Yeah. Okay, so just five on five time alone. Terry and Zegers had like five times that they were on the ice together in this Toronto game. Yeah, in this Toronto game specifically, okay. uh, totaling up for just over two minutes of five on five time together. Okay, uh, and in that time, they had a goal. Only needed two minutes. Yeah, like I get it that like, I don't get me wrong. I'm happy we got two <laughs> wins in a row. Sweet, whoop de do. But like, 
you know these guys work magic together. I'm still like it's it's kind of the like yes, we're we're a little bit up here, but like you just just something needs to you can have both. Mm-hmm. Right? I, it's just figuring that out. Yeah. I, I think I, what's I, I think don't, what I don't they're going have, for like, I don't have it at least like an idea for it right offhand, but I'm just like, okay, like you can it, it's again like you can see you can see the potential there. You just have to figure out like how to actually make it work. Oh shit, my bad. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think what what I have seen from this is like, like I, I would obviously like to see Zegris and Terry together as well, but I don't think we're deep enough to make it work consistently. If we have say Silverberg or Grant, like just they're heating up, they're going on a bit of a tear, then maybe we can afford to do it by moving Grant or Silverberg into the top six. But like, uh, and I mean, this also maybe depends on Max Comtois and how he does the rest of the season. But um, I, I, I honestly like having them separate because then teams plan for having them separate. And I think it makes us a better team that way. But there's still the possibility or the option to put them together like... Um, I'm going to talk about Edmonton again, McDavid and Dreisaitl style. It's okay. I was about to bring up that example anyway. Yeah, like after you kill off a penalty and then the other team's best players are resting on the bench, you put Zegris and Terry together against what will essentially be like a, a second or third line in a more ideal matchup. Or you put them together when you need a, a goal at the end of the game or in overtime or end of a period or whatever the case might be. Um, you, you just have those options. And and you can even, even if like say Comtois, Strom, Terry is not working out for say later against Vancouver when we, we talk about that you have the option to move Zegras up in place of Strom or Comtois yeah. if uh, if you need to so it's it's definitely not set in stone I like that we're trying to keep it apart and get chemistry that way because it's not awful it's not Derek Grant in your top six but <laughs> um, but maybe maybe we'll see it sometimes um, yeah I'd... okay oh go ahead I'm sorry I was going to say, okay, the forwards might be working, but like, goddamn, the defense is not. <laughs> well, I mean, like, when... I, I get that it's a little depleted right now. Right? Yeah. Mackinine is out and Drysdale's now gone for these two games. But I'm like, even just to look at it, I'm like, I'm sorry, you're running your first pairing as Kulikov Klingberg? Mm-hmm. That's your best option here, you think? Like this I is mean, the time where I'm going. This is the time where I'm going. Okay, Fowler Klingberg. But then what? Do it. But then what? Like then then what's your second pairing? That's your with the, with the point that we're at. That's your Shattenkirk Benoit, I think, or Shattenkirk Bolio. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence. And then third pairing. No, but does this team, does this team give you a whole lot of confidence to start with anyway? It does now. We've got two straight wins. (laughs) Both with how the roster is constructed and who is running the ship right now. Like also, we've got two straight wins with Fowler and Kulikov paired up together, do we not? Or Klingberg and Kulikov. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I don't know, personally. Okay, sorry. Shatten uh Shattenkirk Kulikov is not the answer as uh, against Toronto there. Five on five. They gave up two goals in just a minute of uh, ice time there. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we've answered uh, our question now. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, yeah, okay. Like, Sh- Shattenkirk Bolio played seven minutes. They I, did I, fine I, together. Interesting. 
their the on ice expected <laughs> the goon line. is not. <laughs> yeah, their on ice expected is not like horrible. I guess considering the amount of time that they put together, it's like point seven expected. Okay. But like, interesting. Like, it, it could be a lot. It could be a lot worse, but it could be a little better. But like, that's 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 a pairing that I'm like, yeah, okay, that. I'm okay with that. If that's yeah, what we have I to mean, run for the next little while. It, it depends on, I guess, quality of competition, too. Like, if that's going up against San Jose's fourth line, then, like, it's not maybe uh, a great comparison. But, I mean, if it's if it's against more quality competition and they're putting up those numbers, then I'm more okay with it, I suppose. But, um, yeah, the the goon line, I guess, because they would have had a, a fight and a yeah. m- misconduct between them against San Jose. But, <laughs> well, we can... We'll, we'll get to that. We're... We gotta focus on the Toronto game. Focus. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh yes. Last uh, last thing I had here about this Toronto game is uh, <laughs> this season on what is goaltender interference. Um, well, actually, before we get to the the second part, goaltender interference. The the, the game tying goal got called back. Nate, what do you think? Goaltender interference or no? So I've actually saved it for the show. Uh, we're going to do what we did last year, and I'm going to pull up the rule book, and we'll talk about it this way. Okay. Um, as I'm pulling it up, do you just want to... Like, we can't show it, I guess. Yeah. But you want to explain yeah, to everybody yeah, sure. what happened? Yeah, so the so Henrik is battling with David Kampf, I believe, in front of the net um, there for position. Kampf ends up running into Schalgren. Uh, shot's coming. And it goes off the skate of Justin Hall, who is just above the crease, um, and goes in past Shalgren. So the argument, I guess, for goaltender interference is Henrik pushed Kampf in. The argument against goaltender interference is uh, David Kampf is the one who made contact with Shalgren and initiated contact outside the crease. And the puck goes off of uh, a maple leaf into the net. So, honestly, with how they call goaltender interference, could go either way, I think. Do um, you have the rules up? Because I'm out of things to say. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> okay. got it here. Sounds good. I guess... That was perfect timing, yeah. actually, because I was okay. like, why can't I... It's, I was looking for goaltender, or goal, or like goalie, I guess, but it's goalkeeper in the rule. Oh, book. right. <clears throat> um... Okay, so okay, so rule uh, rule sixty nine, nice. Uh, nice interference on the goaltender. This is coming from the twenty two twenty three edition of the NHL rule book. Uh, sixty nine point one interference on the goalkeeper. This rule is based on the premise that an attacking player's position, whether inside or outside the crease, should not by itself determine whether a goal should be allowed or disallowed. In other words, goals scored while attacking. Uh, players are standing in the crease may in appropriate circumstances be allowed uh refer to 69.7 for examples uh okay goals should be disallowed only if one an attacking player either by his positioning or by contact impairs the goalkeeper's ability to move freely within his crease or defend his goal two an attacking player initiates intentional or deliberate contact with a goalkeeper inside or outside of the goal crease Incidental contact with a goalkeeper will be permitted and resulting goals allowed when such contact is initiated outside of the goal crease, provided the attacking player has made a reasonable effort to avoid such contact. 
The rules shall be will be enforced ex, uh, exclusively in accordance with the on ice judgment of the referees, but may be subject to a coach's challenge. Okay. Um, so what I'm hearing is it'll be disallowed if <clears throat> so in this case, if Henrique or the the blob of Henrique and Kampf, if that interferes with Shalgren's ability to make the save, the goal should be disallowed, which evidently is the conclusion they came to in this one. I, 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 would, I, have, I would, sorry, finish oh, your thing, and then I have something to add. Okay, I would have to disagree with it just on that premise, if, um, because I don't think that it was a savable goal or a savable shot by Shalgren there, because it's going wide until Justin Hall sticks his leg out to tip it yeah. into his own net, essentially. If if the shot's coming from a different angle and because Henrique is standing there and, and pushing Kampf into Shalgren and he's making an obvious effort to try and get over, like slide over in the crease, then yes, disallow it. But be, I, I don't think he was attempting to move, at least not that quickly, you know? Yeah, so this point... Here is where I, where I believe that you know it got disallowed from. Mm-hmm. If a defending player has been pushed, shoved, or fouled by an attacking player so as to cause the defending player to come into contact with his own goalkeeper, such contact shall be deemed contact initiated by the attacking player for the purposes of this rule. And if necessary, a penalty assessed to the attacking player. And if a goal is scored, it would be disallowed. Now. By by that definition, if that's a straight-on goal, yes. That is, mm-hmm. for once, with the NHL and goaltender interference, the actual correct call. Yeah, But like you said, that shot's going wide. Chalgren's not going for that whatsoever, mm-hmm. whatsoever right? Because the contact, like, contact's made, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. this correctly, contact's yep. made, right? And but he's still able to see where it is, and it's when yeah. he moves that he bumps into him again, right? Yeah. But that angle that that puck is suddenly changing at, he's not making that save. Either no, way. I don't. I don't think so. No. Right. So that's if, where if it, he does, it's a miracle save. Yeah, like, exactly. So that's where it's okay. Are you going to give him that one percent chance and disallow this? Or are you going to go, you know what, though? Like, yes, there's interference there if that's a straight-on shot, but this is a deflection off of the own player, right? It's not a tip-in by an Anaheim player by any means, right? Yeah. It's off their own guy. So yeah. That should null the goaltender interference, right? You would think. Yeah. Like, to, like, to skip ahead, like that's like saying uh, Timo Meyer's goal for San Jose... That was beautifully sniped, not by Timo Meyer, by Jakob <laughs> Silverberg. Yeah. If Trevor Zegris is in, is uh, is is pushed into the crease by Eric Carlson there, and Silverberg just lights the lamp on it, right? Mm-hmm. That that should be disallowed. On like on that side, yeah. yes, we would love it. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, is, is that right like i i get it it's it's yeah. it's me comparing like a a shot or a clearing attempt to no, but, deflection right but like 
Right? No, but it, I, I think you're onto something. The, though, that's not with the original that. shot anymore. Right? Yeah, as because, soon as it hits something else, yeah. that's not the original shot. Yeah, because in that case, Shalgren would see Justin Hall there, and he's not worried about where Hall's position is because he's not expecting a shot or any or a tip to come from there. If instead it's Adam Henrique with his stick on the ice looking for the tip, Shalgren might be moving a little preemptively to try and get himself into a position that if it does get tipped, then and because it, it's more of a shot pass, then he's in position. But because it's Justin Hall, he's not moving there. So I think I think it's the wrong call. But I mean, we ended up winning the game. Anyways, so justice, uh, the hockey gods have have seen <laughs> the uh, the truth, and they have corrected the wrongs of the black and white striped demons from hell. I so. am just kind of taking a look to see if okay. So sixty nine point seven talks about rebounds and loose pucks, but I'm not. That's, that's, I don't think anything, I'm not seeing necessarily anything because of deflections i might have to read through this a little more carefully yeah i mean you can do that but either way they're just flipping a coin for this anyways so like yeah so if if you want though i can still read like the rebound loose puck situation uh no it's fine we'll 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 get to it when it comes up potentially but okay yeah um let's lose because i i i would be very surprised if that was relevant to this specific situation so yeah um but yeah this this season on what is goalie interference we're not just talking about goalie interference we've uh we've got bonus round uh considering <laughs> double jeopardy here with uh what is a penalty shot yeah nobody knows what a penalty shot is anymore <laughs> i've and i mean this has been going on for a couple seasons but now i'm officially sick of it because <laughs> It was, was it Kerfoot? I, I didn't bother to rewatch it because I knew it was just... Yeah, Kerfoot got the penalty shot and Derek Grant didn't. In essentially the same play. The same play. Or yeah. identical plays, yeah. A, a slash from a trailer into the hands, slash, slash, hook, whatever. And so, and it's not even like a difference of like, uh, of one being a star player or not. Like, these are both, like, bottom six guys, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's not... It, it's really weird to me and how it's exactly the same play. And I think Anaheim was valid in trying to justify that. Like, I I literally can't even figure out what's going on here because Derek Grant should have been a penalty shot. Kerfoot should have been a penalty shot. But because of how... they Because they didn't call one on De- Derek Grant... I, I don't get why Kerfoot's wasn't a penalty shot either. Both should be penalty yeah. shots, but it's not one should be and one shouldn't be, you know? It's mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify as well, there's actually nothing in the rule book for goaltender interference and a resulting deflection shot. Yeah, I think it's more implied. Yeah. Right, so... so But that's something that should maybe get looked into, just a... Uh, just a little bit. Um, yeah. We got Marcus in the chat going quack quack. What's up, Marcus? Hey. Um, yeah. Do, do, you, do you have anything else to add here? Or are you just like equally as rattled on this one? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like the only thing I can think of, like from a ref's perspective, is just like positioning, right? Like whether you're in good positioning or not, kind but of it was thing the same. is. Yeah. Like, and again, like I'm, I'm thinking, like as a ref here, I'm like, 
that's the only reason I could think of that you're calling it you're not calling it first and then calling it the next time it's just like or like a guy gets in front of you and you can't see it right but in that case you try to move so that you can see it right like it definitely happens where it's just like the like the like the plays here right and right as the infraction happens somebody like just that split second gets across right i've had that happen to me yeah but in the in a case like this with how like solid second second and a half right that like um you know like that that like the hooking ass like action is happening should be seen here so i'm just without even actually seeing it i'm just going like that rest out of position yeah or or he's picking oh, and yeah. choosing which that is mm-hmm. Not a good thing to do. Yeah. But it's a tight game like this. Like, what I, the fuck? Yeah. I, I don't remember where the ref was on Grant's play, but I know with Kerfoot's, the, the ref was like in the zone. Like, he made the penalty shot call like from behind the goal line. So he would have seen, he would have had a clear view of what was yeah, going on. Yeah, he's watching that. There. Um, so it's possible that he just wasn't sure for Grant's goal because, again, I don't know the positioning. Um, I, I guess another thing with this one, too, is there was the, well, initially, initially I had thought like, they didn't call it a penalty shot because he got a shot off. I don't know if that's a rule or if that's more of just a, again, one of those implied things. But Kerford also got a shot off in that case. So, like, yeah. they were very identical in the same game, which is weird. Like, it's not even different games and different referees. It's the same game, the same ref. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And especially, too, like, they have, like, this <laughs> weird, this weird thing about not calling penalty shots. Like, there's it pretty much. Probably once a week, I'm watching a hockey game of some And you're like, sort. That, that could be a penalty shot. Yeah, I'm like, that should be a penalty shot. That would be very exciting if we got to see a penalty shot. And they just yeah. don't do it. Is that not, like, would that not be fun? Penalty shots yeah. are fun, I think. And, and like, the, the most common reason for a penalty shot that you'll see, right, is a player on a breakaway fouled from behind. And I'm looking at it right here in the rulebook still. Player on mm-hmm. a breakaway who is fouled from behind. Rules 24, 54, 55, 57, and 61, which you can double check what those are, but either either mm-hmm. way, right? It's gonna be yeah. like you're hooking, you're holding, you're tripping, um you're, you're slashing, you're yes, everything. uh slash cross checking. Sure, yeah, cross check. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, or check from behind. Yeah. Um probably yeah, probably cross check. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah, like those are the, the amount of times that you see that, right? Like there's nobody. It, it, they're not like in line with each other. The guy's behind him, mm-hmm. right? Like technically is behind him. There's nobody in front. We should have a lot more penalty shots. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. And but it's I, easier. I, but it's easier yeah. for for the refs to let the play happen, right? And put your arm up and then go. I'm, I can talk to my microphone now. Uh, yeah, he's going to the box for a slash. Instead yeah. of like, oh shit, I got to pick up the puck, tell the goalie the rules on a penalty shot that he's probably done once or twice, but because it's protocol, and uh, oh, is it really? And give this moment, yeah, you you are supposed to explain the rules to the to the goal uh, to the goaltender. So yeah, whoever hmm. like the like the goal judge or like the like the ref that's at the goal line there would like mm-hmm. explain to the goalie like, okay, here's what's gonna happen, kind of thing. And then same with the ref that's up top uh, at center with uh, with the skater. But that shouldn't take like a whole lot 
Because no, like, but it, but that's still everybody, more. Every that's goalie's still more been effort. in a shootout, right? But like, so like, yeah. really, the, they could get away with just like picking up the puck and saying, "Oh, hey, Gibby, we're doing yeah. another penalty shot thing. He's going to come down on you if you poke check the puck away yep. and it moves backwards, and or you cover or it goes behind the goal line. Like that's it. Play's done. Remember? Yep. Good to go. Any questions? No, because you've done this five thousand times. Move yep. on. Like, and that's all it is. That's literally yeah. all it is. And you're telling <laughs> me that's a significantly more work than. Going to the skating all the way to center as that goal judge, yep. leaning down and telling them, telling the the, the the timekeeper, this is the penalty, and then backing yep. up, turning on your mic and saying to the crowd, this is the penalty. Or yep. I guess maybe they just do that it to the crowd because then the timekeeper still. Yeah, they just it. do it to the crowd. I guess so like, that's like, that's the whole point, or like a like a main point, I guess, of the signals. Right, it's for the crowd, but it's also. Um, like I guess like my job working for the Copperheads right I'm in the penalty box with them mm-hmm. and the refs like unless they're giving us like a couple penalties kind of thing like two or more yeah most of the time if it's just like a two minute infraction like if it's just like a tripping call or that kind of thing right he'll just mm-hmm. skate by go and just like hold up two fingers and do the action yeah and then like we just grab the number and like yeah. off the player yeah exactly yeah exactly like, so easy peasy like so like I, I don't know but like neither one of those are significantly more work so and if you're the nhl like i think that makes things more exciting because penalty shots get clipped and they get shared on social media and they get shown on highlight packages and fantastic things happen in them because you got guys like trevor zegras jack hughes Connor mcdavid nathan mckinnon like all these guys right but mind-blowing to me mind you know but you know what it takes up you know what it takes up ad space it takes (laughs) yeah ad space and just general time Right, that's the whole reason for the introduction of the shootout. Like five minutes of overtime mm-hmm. and the shootout is because they want to keep it within a three-hour window. Yeah. That's it. Which that's the only reason. Like mm-hmm. until somebody's in there that goes, okay, I get the time thing, but to end a team game with the individual skills competition, right? Mm-hmm. Like un- until we get somebody in with that mentality into like a commissioner space. Um, it, it's not going to change, right? Once that happens, though, then we'll probably see what it, like so many people are asking for in mm-hmm. continuous three on three overtime until somebody scores, right? Yeah, because that's, because we've we've seen that's almost never going to go really more than fast. twenty minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. never going to go more than twenty right? minutes. And and they've done it in the like in the double IHF in the World Juniors, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just saw that. Yeah, back in August. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, it was, and you know what, what? Less than ten minutes. Yeah. And you know what? If it does go 20 minutes without a overtime goal... Then you're getting some damn good hockey. Yeah. That's what you want your eyes on is good product, is good hockey. That's how you get people invested Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. I I was even going to say, like, then, sure, do a shootout. Like, if it's 20 minutes, like, whatever, because, like, a team might have a back-to-back or or whatever the situation is. But, like, there's no way. Or you just say, screw it. The amount of times we end up having to do a second three-on-three overtime period is going to be so negligible, like, once every 10 years that, like, who cares if we have to do a 40-minute overtime in game 43 of a season, right? Yeah, and, like, it's not to say that money shouldn't be a priority for the NHL. Obviously, it should be. You are a business, right? But, like... To to skip ahead, I guess I, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? I guess for this Toronto game in particular. Uh no, yeah, we're kind of okay. Perfect. So let's get stuff. into the let's get into the Sharks game then. Through this, okay. uh, playing on ESPN, we're playing national, right? Mm-hmm. 
San Jose and Anaheim on on a national broadcast. Okay, who would have thought that for this season? But sweet, we'll but, take it. Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we're we're delayed quite a bit, at least because of Boston and Pittsburgh, which. Mind you, was a very like it was a good game from what I gathered, and yeah. I watched that overtime because I was waiting for the Ducks game to to come on. So, and you're not going to cut that off to start the beginning of another no. game. Like people oh, exactly. want to see the overtime. So, yeah, exactly. So, and I did throw in on Twitter as well before anybody says like we're we're in Canada, we don't have ESPN Plus or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got that there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was I saying now? Oh, yeah. Um, you, yeah, you're not going to cut that off, right? You have a very good game going there. Mm-hmm. But you know you're on a time crunch at this point, right? Like, yes, the tying goal gets scored with a minute left. But let's make sure we have two different ad breaks in the last five minutes of the game. It's because that's when they know that, people that's are close to, in. That's close to one. Yeah. Like, that, or like that's in like a, it's a one-goal game, right? Mm-hmm. And you know you have another game coming up here like right away like they're looking at their watch going okay are we going to start on time because we're waiting for boston pittsburgh on the other side of the continent mm-hmm. right but let's make sure we get those ads in there as well but we're but 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 we're so worried about that three-hour time let one or the other one or the other mm-hmm. you, that's where you have to pick yeah so yeah i agree so um yeah because we've kind of transitioned into this ducks and sharks game already once um, we finally got to watch it uh yeah yeah it was a <laughs> uh, the ducks it was were a already very up back and forth game right yeah the ducks were already up one nothing by the time we got to tune into it finally yeah <laughs> i was like jesus christ <laughs> uh six five shootout win for the ducks that it was a absolute barn burner there the all 10 people there in san jose were just having a good old time in the stands you could tell <laughs> The, when they were paying attention the, that I was way. Gonna say, we're going to get in. Well, actually, no, it's the first thing. It's the first thing on people? here. So. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric Carlson. Actually, I'm going to find the attendance, actually. There yeah, is a do Twitter it. account that has it. The, um, <laughs> you, you had put on here the Adam Henrique show, uh, two goals on the night, which was phenomenal to see. Uh, but unfortunately, he was overshadowed by Eric Carlson on the other side, who had three goals and an assist, which like, if you would have told me that was going to happen in 2022, I would not have believed you. That's yeah, right. it's wild. But um, so I mean, props to Carlson <laughs> there on that. Like that's that was a phenomenal game by him. But yeah, that was. Uh, do you have the attendance numbers here? Uh yes, I. Oh, give me two seconds. I'm just making sure that this is for hockey specifically. Oh, okay. Because when you like you're searching up uh, for like arenas or that kind of thing, it'll also show you like, oh, here's for concerts. And oh, yeah, that kind of thing. So I'm just making sure here. Um, okay, the ice hockey attendance, and I think this might just be seats, not even like suites or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, seventeen thousand five hundred and sixty-two. Uh, Puck Report NHL who, uh the next day always has the attendance numbers and the percentages for uh, for each home team that played. Yep. Uh, the San Jose Sharks were last in attendance uh, with 10,058 people. 57.2%. And that includes season ticket holders that obviously that, have tickets that didn't show up. Yeah. 
Because there's no way there was 10,000 people. No, there's no way. (laughs) Which, to be fair, it was a Tuesday night. Yeah. Which primetime is usually, um, if it's during the week, it's a Wednesday. So it was Tuesday Tuesday night against, like from a San Jose fan perspective, it's a Tuesday night against a team that was sitting like, what, second, third, last? Yeah. At the same time, though, that's also not only a division rival, that's a state rival. Like, that's one of your Mm -hmm. biggest. Yeah. rivalries that you've had in the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, putting that on a Tuesday night is a mistake by the NHL to begin with. But Yeah. I'm, I mean, I guess we're going to make, they're going to make up for it on when, when is the next Saturday. So hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll see some more attendance there. But yeah, that was, it, it was embarrassingly quiet for, yeah. That game. Just and in general, the only time it wasn't embarrassing for how quiet it was. Sorry, I'm jumping around in the game a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, that's okay. uh, was Trevor Zegris scoring his shootout attempt and how silent the place went after booing him his entire way down. Yeah, that was the only time where the silence was perfect. Oh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was so good. It. Yeah, but the the thing that really gets me, and again, I'm on record of just being unable to handle the Sharks in any capacity. Fans, team, whatever. But Eric Except Carlson... Nick Floor. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's good. Dil- Dylan's good as well, our manager here, who has... I mean, he's, yeah. most, he's more a Canucks fan, he's, but he did host the show. Really yeah, yeah. The, those guys are all good. But, like, when Eric Carlson scores the first hat trick of his career... And Wait, was, was that the zi- first one? No, that can't be the first one of his career. Oh, sorry, sorry. First one is the San Jose Shark. Sorry. Okay, I was like, yeah, I was like, wait, sorry. Did like, did I like, did I witness history and not realize it? Okay. No, sorry, that's that's my bad. Um, I mean, it could be, but it's it's that definitely the sorry, first that one. Was, of his. Yeah, that wasn't me doubting you. That was me going like, shit, did I miss that part? Oh no. Um, okay. But there's no hats on the ice. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, maybe, just maybe I I was wrong and misremembered how many goals he had. Maybe the, I I misheard the announcers. Maybe they said um, after that one, oh, now he's like, he's on the hunt for the hat trick in this close game, you know? Uh, So something like that. Maybe I misunderstood. Nope. Couple minutes later, in between plays, hats (laughs) start coming down onto the ice. And I was like, okay, so this was a hat trick goal. Did they have to like flash a sign or something on the jumbotron yeah, that said, "Hey, morons, throw your hats on the ice"? Like, yeah, I, I just think of like the wedding from the end of Shrek, where, with the guy with the sign that says "applause" and then yeah. like and they say "ah," oh, you know. Like, did somebody have to go out with a sign and like Sharky, the mascot, have to be like, "Throw your hats"? Do you have to take hats off somebody and be like, "Hey, you guys are stupid. Can we throw some hats on the ice?" Yeah. That was embarrassing, man. Like, if you don't want to throw your hat, sure, fine. But when the entire fucking building doesn't even recognize that it's a hat trick at home, that yeah, that's a bad look for everybody. It Especially really when it's bad. this close of a game. If it, Sure, if it's like 8-2 for Anaheim and Eric Carlson happens to get his third goal and you're like, this game sucks. I'm, I'm fucking over this game. I'm not throwing my hat. This yeah. is an embarrassment. Then sure. But it was a game-tying goal late in the third period and you, nobody throws their hat. I, I just can't understand that. <laughs> like... I, I, I'm just astounded. Like, that would never happen yep. in Anaheim. That wouldn't even happen in Arizona, man. 
Because oh. they, at least they pay attention. Was, like, what's yeah, going was, on in San Jose? Say, like, I was going to say, okay, sorry, sidetrack. Because me, um, have you seen any clips from Arizona? That, like, again, it's a 5,000 seat arena, but that place is bumping, man. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds good. student yeah. section especially is going oh, yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's very cool. They're definitely making the most out of that situation. So They're trying, at least. The, the fans trying. are, for sure, yeah, yeah. so... But yeah, anyways, I, I got to get off this whole <laughs> hat trick thing because I've probably offended any Sharks fans that are still listening, if if there are any. And If you're a Sharks fan listening to an Anaheim-based podcast, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> you're a diehard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just wildly impressive. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing really to add. Like, I think, yeah, you, you nailed it. That was just embarrassing, I think, uh, like on San Jose's, like San Jose fans' parts. Um, yeah, my but only you, thing though is like, okay, it's that much later, and you start tossing stuff on the ice. Any other situation that happens, San Jose's getting San Jose's getting a penalty for delay a game, yeah. I, and I mean, that's different <laughs> because, like, especially if you're the ref, you're like, oh, these poor, these poor souls, these poor fans, like, that's embarrassment enough than getting your, your team a penalty, right? So, yeah. Uh, Mega Wad and Mesro here uh, can't hate uh, the mullet arena. No. no way. Yeah. Yeah. The the mullets they gave out. And yeah, I was going to say the mullets they gave out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, was, that good. was good. I like that. So, um, uh, sorry, before we move yeah, on with was... the game here, I meant to take, uh, I meant to send us to break in between the two games, and uh, but we kind of just had a nice segue. So, <laughs> I think I think you need it now, though, with uh, your rant, which we don't get that to. No, okay, no, we you really went don't. off on a rant too often. About, it, it's uh, it's always about San Jose, but, too. So, it really is. It really is. Okay, I can't wait for Sunday's episode now, for <laughs> oh, whatever the next rant is. Yeah, I've, right. This is my time off, apparently. Fuck yes. All right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just like uh, Kevin Shattenkirk here, I'm going to need to cool off for a little bit. So we're uh, we're only going to take a two-minute misconduct as uh, you hear from our friends over at DraftKings. Use promo code THPN at sign up for exclusive offers, and we will see you on the other side of the break. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Maybe you want to take the odds on Mason McTavish winning the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year this year. He has the second best odds on DraftKings Sportsbook behind Matty Berniers of the Seattle Kraken at plus 500. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Sorry, I was scrolling for a quick second on Twitter, and I came across a Sportsnet ad for uh, the NHL and Sportsnet, right? We were talking Mm -hmm. about their prime service and whatnot. Um, 
this is semi ducks related because they have Trevor Zegers's like dude moment from last year. Oh yeah. Um, as like the the image, uh, mm-hmm. you'll uh, you never know when the unthinkable will happen, <laughs> and the comments are just fucking. It's unthinkable how bad your service is. Uh, <laughs> is the unthinkable an ad in the middle of live play? Which okay, last night's game against San Jose. Did that happen to you at all? It did. Yeah. Like two, three times where like just an advertisement mm-hmm. started in the middle of play and then it's like like the mm-hmm. game feed itself is fighting against like yeah, figure yeah. that out, please. Fuck. Yeah, right. That was that was in overtime, was it not? One of them was in overtime. Yeah. And then there was at least one in the third, maybe another one in the second. Yeah. Like so, figure it out. It's weird. Um yeah, what games? The ones I want to watch are always blacked out. Um yeah, yeah and even this person was like Nicer about it. Of all the apps I stream with, Sportsnet now may be the least functional and enjoyable overall. If you want some honest feedback, I'm happy to provide. DM me if need be, because that person just knows that Sportsnet might, their, yeah. their PR basically might reach out and, oh, like, you know, DM us, like, which is like something uh, that, like, we're, we're even, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago, we were learning in like one of my uh, classes in like service management. Oh, yeah. Basically, it was like the, like those, like the admins are just like are watching like a hawk for that kind of stuff, and like basically trying to reply with that. Oh, hey, like DM us kind of thing in like the first ten minutes to basically get it off the timeline. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I like how that person was even like, yeah, that that person can 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 reach out to me even because like this is like this sucks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So more things about this uh, San Jose game. You. Uh... Uh, what do we want to talk about? I mean, it was an exciting game. That's for sure. Like, there's we're, we're going to be picking on some more negative things here. But, like, obviously, th- there was a lot to be excited about when you beat your uh, state rival 6-5. So, um, yeah. so, overall, very good. Shots were fine. Like, they were even. It, it was a high-shot game on both sides. And, I mean, it also went to overtime, right? 40-some. Yeah. 40 I don't care to look at the numbers. But that, that wasn't an issue. That doesn't seem to be as much of an issue anymore because it was fine against Toronto, fine for us. Or 45 San Jose. to 44 in favor of San Jose. Okay. So, uh, no concerns at all. But the things that we are now concerned about, that we want Dallas Eakins to hear our voices about... Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, this one, this one's you more so. So I'll, I'll let you kind of take the reins on this if you would like. Yeah, sure. So I think we're, we've we've kind of seen it little bits and pieces here and there of like the the white glove treatment on the rookies, mm-hmm. right? We saw it especially last year with uh, with Trevor Zegers, and we've seen it like here and there with Mason McTavish. I think this this season. Yeah. Yes, I do understand that we put him in the fourth line center role last night, which I don't think that's the spot to put him in. Third line, maybe tell Lundstrom he's going down just for a little bit, right? Or throw Zegris on a wing. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, though, Mason McTavish only played like six minutes last night. The guy had nine shifts. What's the point of him being out there even if Dallas Eagles is going to play him for six fucking minutes? And like, that's, mm. that's, that's everything, right? Like, I guess he only played five on five time. That's it. Six minutes. Did he not have any power play time? No, he had no power play time. That what? is pure five on five. That is it. No. Nine shifts. 
in a game that went to a shootout. Huh. The the white did he play three on three at all? I don't think. I don't think so. Wild. That's that's questionable. Like the the white glove treatment from Dallas Eakins needs to stop. It like, needs to stop. I get that it's the first time you're playing him at center, but then send and, him and, back down to San Diego if you want him to get more. If you mm, want him to get center reps, like you did with Zegris. Wait, you can't send him to San Diego, can you? Or because mm, he's nineteen, turning twenty. I don't think he can go. Yeah, to San I guess. Diego, actually, um, I, I I'm trying to remember. It's like if it's like so many games kind of thing. Then maybe I, anyway. Yeah, but like, uh, but yeah. So throwing for the throwing him in fourth line minutes and not even giving him fourth line minutes, right? Like yeah. that's what's the point of having him out there? The only guy that played less in that game was John Gibson because he was sitting on the fucking bench. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, his line mates. Played more than him. Do, do they at least kill penalties? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. My screen's the, actually a little frozen right now. Okay, uh, that's so. fair. Yeah, you're you're frozen. Your camera's frozen for me. Oh, which, am I? Yeah, which is funny. Okay, <laughs> um, it's okay. You you look deep in thought. So, okay, that's where I'm frozen here too. Actually, so oh, interesting. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, do you want to throw to like a quick break and I'll just try to reset this really quickly? I know we're in the middle of live right now, but we <laughs> I guess we got to throw in a break here, another break at some point. I know we just came out of one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> let, um, me, let me try to get this figured out here. <laughs> okay, actually, before we, we go right to break, I will just give uh, some more stats here. So you can hop out. I will go full screen and then you just okay. see Sounds if you can figure it out. Okay. okay, Nate will be back, but I will keep the party going here. So with... Mason McTavish, um, yeah, and and his line mates there. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out which tab I actually want to have. Oh, yes, here we go. So, yeah, he had nine shifts, and in that um, in that game, and his line mates also had nine shifts, I do believe. It was uh, Leeson. Where did you go? Yes, nine shifts, 647. So only, like... 16 more seconds than McTavish, so close to the same. Um, Max Jones, 7'10", so again, not too much longer, like 40 seconds. But he had another shift in there, so I don't know. Um, Oh, maybe they're counting the extra shift after he came back from his penalty, because Max Jones had a two-minute penalty. Yeah, you look a lot better now, so there we go. Um, Working now. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I think Max Jones had more time just because he had a penalty, so... When he comes out of the box, that's where his extra extra shift and extra 40 seconds comes from because he probably just joined the play. Um, that's that's my guess on that. Um, yeah, Leeson. But I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming you one, talked yeah. about Leeson already. So yeah, I did, yes. No yeah. power player. Uh, short yeah, and, and I mean, the difference in time is very minimal between those two. But like when, so like when you're playing Mason McTavish with Max Jones and Brett Leeson, I think you're playing that line for six minutes not because McTavish is in the center role and you want to give him the white glove treatment. I think you're kind of doing it. Well, maybe that's probably a factor, but the other factor is Max Jones and Brett Leeson are the wingers, right? Like that's not anything to write home about. Like that's not that's not a very good line. McTavish is fine, but the other two 
maybe aren't. And against against San Jose, like who cares? But I, I do disagree though with your I was gonna say the, other, that, like, the only put, other the only other guys that McTavish played with was probably just in the middle of a line change for twenty four yeah. seconds. Lundestrom and Grant. Yeah, that's exactly what that would be. So um but yeah, I like I disagree with putting McTavish as your third line center over Lundestrom for a game to get him experience at center, a game or two or whatever. Because Lundestrom, Grant, and Silverberg, especially Lundestrom and Silverberg, have been phenomenal. Um and, and, and I wouldn't put Lundestrom at the wing just to play McTavish's center. And you're not messing too much with the top six. So Or you just balance it out a little bit more. Cause like there there's no point otherwise like yeah i get it that there was you know there's there's power plays and penalty kills right like mm-hmm. excuse me like anaheim had four power plays alone right san jose had another three i get that i get that there's gonna be time that you're not running five yeah. on five right mm-hmm. yeah but you also have overtime that mctavish didn't play in but like he's been sniffing around the net all year yeah. So right, like yeah, yeah. So like it's I, like, I kind I, of yeah. I, I kind of disagree with the decision for Eakins to only play him for six minutes on in a game that goes to overtime. So sixty five minutes, he plays six minutes. That's yeah, ten percent. Like that's not that's huh. not right. But I I do understand that like it's kind of a product of his line. Like you're not going to play that line for like twelve minutes. I don't think I wouldn't want to. Especially with how good the other lines were playing, I thought. Um, and then when it comes to overtime, like uh, Comtois played phenomenally with Ryan Strom and Troy Terry. Like that was that was great to see. I loved how Comtois looked in that game. So like you kind of want to reward that play by keeping him quote in the the top six for overtime. Um, the, the power play in overtime probably messed things up. Otherwise, McTavish might have got a look. I guess I don't know. It's yeah, because like we'll, at, we'll have to at, see. Like, like at five on five play though, even that line had less than five minutes of, of ice. Yeah, had yeah had four fifty one. Wait, which again, one? Sorry, the, the Jones McTavish Lisa. Oh line, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. As a line, less than five minutes. Yeah, and again, no, so like, I understand that. That's you not have, great. Yeah, like, I, I understand that you're not going to be playing five on five for the full sixty minutes, right? But like, mm-hmm. just that usage in general just feels really low <laughs> yeah and i mean it's to be fair it is one game right like with uh, arguably with zegris we saw it for way more than one game i feel like it was like 10 where he had that when he, they moved him to center he had like just embarrassingly low minutes um so i mean maybe that's just the first game just to see what happens for the six minutes there but like if if by next week and by that time, we'll have played four or five games, I think. Um, if by that time, his time on ice still looks like that, then we have a problem. But yeah, if it's, it's only like for a few games and then he starts to get regular third, fourth line minutes, whatever it is, then I'm not upset. Because it's always kind of been like slightly up and down, right? Kind of depending on the game a little bit. So yeah. here, I'll just round up or down to like the closest like full... Yeah. minute but i'll give you his full season here so far starting in like starting yeah. in seattle yeah Go ahead. 13 minutes 15 minutes 16 minutes 16 17 16 11 
16, 11, six and a half. Yeah, so it's been fine until now, right? Yeah, but it's it, like it again, it does kind of go up and down. Like McTavish, who for a good chunk of this season was playing on like first, second line, shouldn't have only like 11 minutes of ice time. Those were the games we went 11 yeah. and 7. So there was a bit more rotation of the lines. And against Tampa, it, we went 11 and 7. I thought we did. No, because we did it. No, because we did it. I know we've done it twice. We've yeah, that's, against... been, that's been the uh, that was against Vegas and Toronto. Oh, okay. And those weren't the games that had eleven minutes. Uh, the Toronto one is. The Toronto, okay. Toronto had eleven minutes. Interesting. But, I don't know. And I and like I get that over the last couple of games as well. McTavish actually hasn't done anything since the Detroit game or since the Boston yeah. game. I guess. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, so. But it's. I don't know if if you're gonna go okay. Here's this opportunity. Like, give him an opportunity. Yeah, but that's like saying like, hey, do you want a bag of M and M's? And you take and you're like like showing off the whole bag of M and M's, right? And you're like, yeah, I, I yeah, I want, I want some M and M's, please. And you give him one. And he's go. That, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, I I, I oh. get what you're saying, but like at the same time, you're not gonna say to McTavish, okay, you're gonna be centering. A fourth line and you've never centered a line in the nhl before so um but we're going to give you 12 minutes of ice time to figure it out he's never, Hopefully centered, something a, he's never centered a line in the nhl before but he centered it for like no yes, i get that I, I get but that he's he done it at every for, other level but it's still different he centered it against like against the world juniors right which is the best of his age he has centered it at the fucking olympics yeah no i i like i get that but he it's still different you could handle it's, the third minimum i i, I don't know i I disagree. If it's, but like I said, if it's an issue for multiple games, then then I'm more on the, your side of it, I mm-hmm. guess. So yeah, but I, I like I'm not ready to just castrate Dallas Eakins because he only played McTavish for six minutes for for one game. No, that's fine. There's so. other things we can definitely castrate him for. But, but yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's just one where I'm like, okay, just we've seen this before, and it like yes, like in a couple of the games he's played higher minutes sure but you can like you can tell just kind of the moments where it's a little white glovey and i just don't want to see it be white glovey anymore because mm-hmm. remember like how much like, just everybody was like what the fuck are you doing when he was doing that with zegras last year well that's yeah with that though it was like 20 games or 10 it was a lot of games i, I remember yeah. and it it was also weird because he was having success on the wing and looked phenomenal. And then they put him at center in reduced minutes in a reduced role. And he was still doing fine, but Eakins refused to bump his time. Yeah. So that's where that's where the issue for me was. Um, in this case, like you said, McTavish hasn't done anything since the game against Detroit. Like he's, I don't want to say he's been a ghost because like he's still been a presence, but like yeah. he's, he's not like, what there... you, we expected from him. So like, why would you just suddenly say, here's 12 minutes, even though you haven't done anything for the last okay. few games when you're a rookie in the NHL? Okay, and I get that. But is there something that happened in the second and third period that we didn't want to risk throwing him out there? Because of his nine shifts, he played five of them in the first period. I don't know. It was, what, what happened in the second I, I and third that you're only playing him two shifts per period? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm not ready to 
Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this for a while. I, I get yeah. your No, I'm sorry. That, like, that is just like yeah. a general kind of yeah. question. Because like, like, I don't remember anything like significant for the second or third that you wouldn't want to throw them out there. Even that fourth line out there, right? It was fucking everybody's night to score on both sides. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll move on from that now because I'm sure we'll have other things to say about it because Dallas Eakins is a fuck. <laughs> so it, it's definitely going to come There we go. Again, there but, we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zegers uh, got called two minutes for slashing on Matt Benning during that game. Um, now it came out today that he got, also got fined $1,500 for it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. It yeah, honestly, it seems low to me. I, I would have expected 5,000 for that because it's, it's closer to spearing than it is slashing. Mm, that, like I know spearing is like more of like a yeah. jab, right? But it's the actual act. I'll disagree with the. The area that he went for, we'll, we'll yeah. put it that way. The, the, he went for the dude's nuts. Yeah. Um, yes, sure. I yeah. I'm not yeah, going to argue yeah, about the fine. Yeah. Um, it's I am not. Double, I, am I have seen that called spearing. I guess is what I was trying to say. Like I've seen that play called spearing before. Yeah. So I, that's what I was expecting, but it's it's definitely a fine. <laughs> so. Um, I am just going to double check because I, if I'm not mistaken, um. Like you know how you have like your tax brackets kind of thing, yeah. right? And like however much you make depends on like or like yeah. will influence how much you get taxed. I think it's kind of yeah. the same with this as well, kind of depending oh, okay. on how much you make. Depend like because they're not going to dictates the, what the a, maximum is. Yeah, they're not going to find a guy five thousand dollars when he makes seven fifty before taxes and everything else, right? Yeah. Like that for a, for then, a guy. Yeah, and then find or, the ten million guy nine, the same thing. Nine fifty, right? I guess, is what he is what he makes, right? But like, yeah, yeah, you get a good example. chunk of that taken out. Yeah, but like, yeah, like f- like five thousand dollars to Zegris is different than five thousand to Fowler, right? Yeah. Just for like on ice comparison kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. Uh, how much pl- how much money does a player forfeit when fine? This is coming from uh, Department of Player Safety FAQs. Um, a player. Players may be fined up to 50% of one day's average salary without exceeding $10,000 for the first fine and $15,000 for any subsequent fines within a 12-month calendar period. Okay. And you're only... And this is something that I, I learned a couple of years ago. You're only paid during the season, right? Mm-hmm. It's not every two weeks an NHL player gets a check. Right, it's they start to get paid in September, October, I think it is, and they get paid their 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 paychecks until April. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that one day's average salary is quite a bit higher, right? Which is why you get like the five thousand dollar fines or that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, so yeah, that would make sense then. Why his is yeah. fifteen. Well, it might be, I suppose, but I yeah. Uh, oh, here you go. Um, yeah, how much money? Or how? Yeah, how much money does a player forfeit when suspended? Oh, that's, sorry, that's suspended. My bad. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's just using the example though. Like, if there's 190 days in a season, um, a three-game suspension would cost a non-repeat offender three 
190ths of his average salary. So depending on how many days there are in the NHL regular uh, schedule, right? Which we could figure out and then go yeah. through and figure out what a yeah. salary is. So well, we'll you, you can figure time. out what the percentage is, but yeah. Yeah. Math, math is uh, math is hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I am, I'm torn on if we should talk about our special teams here. Cause I know we're running kind of long, but um, power play. We'll just, I'll, I'll wrap it up here quickly. Okay. Power play was shit again over yeah. the last two games. Shit. The, the PK surprisingly not as bad as we've seen. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, we still have allowed for the, the penalty kill. We've allowed at least one goal in our last five games, um, yeah. going back to three against um, whoever we played five games ago. I don't remember who that was. That, uh, that was Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Yeah. Okay. I was and gonna then, say Boston. <laughs> Detroit. Uh, no, not, Jesus. Not there, yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So we let in three <laughs> against them, and then one each against Tampa, Vegas, uh, Toronto, and San Jose. So, um, so it, it, it's it, there's room to improve it, but it's not horrible. The power play though is rough. O for four against San Jose. O for two against Toronto. Yeah. Two for thirty on the season. Get just take a guess. Don't take it. Don't look. Guess where yeah. those two power play goals happened. Uh, against who? Sorry, I should say. Oh, against who? The two yeah. power play goals? Was it Seattle in game one? Both of them were against Seattle. We haven't scored a, scored a power play goal since. And, fantastic. And also, we've given up two shorthanded goals. So our net power play is 0%. We have successfully just nullified our power play opportunities with shorthanded goals. Did we not figure out the power play last year? Apparently why, not. Why are we regressing this fucking hard? Yeah, I don't know. Man. I get again. Again, I get it. We got some new guys in there and whatnot. Yeah, but like, but at the same time, you've had ten games, or sorry, you've had training camp, and then you've had ten games worth of season that you're having practices in. Yeah, right. I did we switch there? That was wild. I don't know. That was weird. Here, I'll, I'll put it. Oh, okay, you got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, you've had that much time, right? Mm-hmm. Why is John Klingberg winding up and ripping shots five feet fucking past my house <laughs> instead of to a wide open Trevor Zegras? Yeah, that one's weird to me. I there right? is like like especially some... last night against San Jose. Like, why? Why are you doing that, Klingberg? Yeah. I shouldn't be on your ass already about how you're playing on the power play two episodes now at this point when it's only 10 games into the season and you're a brand yeah. new player. Again, that's gotta be a system thing because generally getting shots to the net on the power play is fine but the amount of open lanes that are just ignored in favor of throwing pucks through traffic looking for a tip and then nobody tips it because everybody's in front of the net getting tied up and it goes wide is mind-boggling so it has to be a system thing because we i've never seen klingberg like that klingberg is generally good on the power play and, and it's so it's got to be coming from somewhere else saying we're just get shots in, yeah, and in, 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 in through traffic. Like, I just don't understand it otherwise, yeah. And, and it's what we were talking about a couple episodes ago, right? Where you're like, yeah, okay, but the like the power play is getting more chances, and I'm like, yeah, but they're not good chances, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, it's the yeah, it, it's like, not me, it's not me saying I told you so, it's just more. 
like since I brought it up, like I'm just even seeing yeah. more of it at this point. Yeah. The thing is too, like the power play still looks like like movement wise, it looks good to me. Like we're controlling the zone, they're moving the puck around well. It's just like the results not there. So like there's a lot of things to still be excited about about the power play that I, I haven't been excited about for a few years. But for some reason, the yeah. results aren't happening. And at this point, it's not a statistical anomaly. It's, it's not. A, it's not outlier games. It's yeah. It, it's an extra yeah. pass or two that you don't. It's an extra pass or two that's putting you in a position to not have a great chance. Yeah. Or an or or a poor shot. <laughs> yeah. Or a poor. Not a poor shot, but like a poor uh, decision to shoot. But yeah. yeah, so something needs to change. Evidently, um, thankfully though, the Columbus Blue Jackets are absolutely <laughs> shitting themselves when it comes to the power play. Their just their power play in general is a zero percent. Their net power play, which um, includes shorthanded goals allowed, is a negative eight percent. Oh, <laughs> how do you do that? How do you go? What? How far are they into the season? I don't let me I have it up here still. They're they're also 10 games into the season. How do you allow how do you get no power plays on what is it? How many opportunities do they have? What why is it not showing this? This is stupid. This website sucks. <laughs> it's the NHL stats website, but um uh it's yeah, how do what? Why do it's up top thinking that Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau are going to si- solve all your problems? Yeah, apparently. So in all ends of the ice, when those guys are not now, now mind you, under Daryl Sutter, Johnny Gaudreau last season was a lot better of a two way forward, mm-hmm. a lot better of a two way forward. God, though, the clips I've seen of him this year, though, in Columbus, like back checking is. A, like worse than I, anything I saw when he was in Calgary. Yeah. Not a good time. Patrick Laine is not a defensive guy. No, no, definitely whatsoever. Not. Right. So that explains yeah. maybe your shorthanded aspects every now and then. But yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, Ducks are two for thirty on their power play. Columbus, zero for twenty-five. Uh, both teams allowing two shorthanded goals. Yikes. Um. 30 is low for power play opportunities. Yeah, we're tied with Winnipeg for 24th with lowest power play opportunities in the league. LA already has 53, which is way higher than anyone else. Florida has 44, and that's a little more on par with everybody else. But it's weird. Very weird. Anyways, power play needs to improve. Penalty kill can improve, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Let us talk about... Jamie Drysdale. Um, Poor guy. And, that, and, 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 and of course, yeah. we, we talk about it for sun, for Monday's episode, right? And like, what what time was that even? That, uh, and I'm actually gave us news. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. Which, which I was surprised that we got as much info as we did. But considering how significant the injury is, it's hard to not come out and say what it actually is, right? Yeah. Um, but it was so, around like noon, noon, something, something like that. Noon, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, early, early enough. But yeah, that's uh, if you didn't hear, it's a torn labrum in the shoulder, which is the ligament that basically holds your um, the, the the ball on your shoulder joint in the socket. 
Um, so when that, when you dislocate your arm as badly as he did, that obviously tears quite significantly. Um, sometimes you can get the small tear in it and then it just heals on its own eventually. But given how dislocated that was, I would imagine it is, it, it's like detached, like two yeah. separate parts, <laughs> I, I would assume. And if he needs surgery for it too, and four to six months of recovery, which is basically season ending at that point, that's, yeah, it, it's significant, so. Um, I'm frozen again for some reason. Uh, I do have like the months in there that like he would be returning. Oh, yeah. Do you have yeah. those there? Yeah. So returning March to May somewhere, four months would be March, which at that point is basically the end of the season. <laughs> I was going to say, I hate, I, hate, I hate to break it to everybody. I don't think we're going to be playing any hockey in May. So uh, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Drysdale's I mean, probably we, done for the season. We're, I hate to say it, but we're 2 0 without Jamie Drysdale in the lineup. So, I mean, it's possible. Uh, don't, no, <laughs> don't. Do, you're lucky Allie's not in the chat. I know, right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I felt safe saying it. I'm not saying I hate Drysdale. I'm just saying that, uh, I, you know. Allie, I will just wait for the DM. Some things just, just can't be explained. Like Taylor Hall, the lottery ball um, specialist, Jamie Drysdale, maybe. It's, it's just something you can't explain. I don't know. Maybe oh. maybe he's too good that he's whole, that the other players don't feel like they they can contribute to the team and now with Drysdale out they're like okay now now with the star gone we actually have time to shine maybe that's the case <laughs> <laughs> you say that now the Ducks are going to go on like an eight game losing streak yeah right just we're, we're gonna me. beat the record uh, already <laughs> it's gonna be like yeah, yeah. yeah you know what fucking miss Jamie Drysdale <laughs> right right about now yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's well, tough. Both fuck for, we have Kevin Shattenkirk, everybody. <laughs> yeah, both for the team and for Drysdale and his development. That's that's tough. Like you hate to mm-hmm. see that happen. So yeah, that is not going to be a fun time. He is expected to have surgery soon. Um, yeah. yeah, just wish all the best to uh, to Drysdale there. So yeah, it's uh, this is how I feel. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, what uh, what is this? What do you have here? I don't know. I still can't see shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, you can't you, even see the outline? No, I, I, I can't switch tabs or anything right oh. now. So if you want to... Okay, if now you want to send us to break, because I think we're done okay. with like game and that kind of stuff oh yeah. and it's to a break now and i'm gonna try uh, one more time i don't Sounds know good. what is going on very weird right now I'll, so I'll pick our longest ad to give you time to figure it out here we go this is a right. grit uh or no let's do uh let's do this one actually um the uh bolts podcast on the hockey podcast network let's hear from them do you want a true champion's perspective Well, come on over to the Bolts broadcast, where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. Anthony? Anthony Nunschwander. It's it's N-E-U-E-N. It's Neunschwander. Anthony Neunschwander. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. Took it for two years? Oh, no. Jada yeah. took it that long. 
I, I took it for two years and was like asleep in all of German too. Oh, you, you, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was like me and I don't know five other people, and all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible <laughs> class. No. <laughs> We were in terrible class. A couple people were terrible people. Uh, not going to mention names. Not going to call it anybody in this pod. It was Chase Crawshaw. It was 100% <laughs> not me. Oh, boy. I know a couple of those names, but uh, yeah, it's a good point, Chase. We won't mention those here. New episodes every Monday, only on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right. We are back. Hopefully Nate is uh, all good for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I did pull up my uh, my activity monitor just to see what the hell is going on because this should not be happening. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, Four, I guess technically five tabs open and just the audio software. This computer can handle a hell of a lot more. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's wild. But um, Okay, let us... Uh, oh, yes, let's do... The uh, the big energy move for this week. Be yeah, what do you got here. for us? Yeah, so I will uh, just share the tab with you here. Uh, nice quick one for today. And this one, shout out to Adidas for bringing this back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. The, the original uh, Mighty Ducks jersey here, like the Charlie Conway original Mighty Ducks. District 5. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's good stuff. I'm glad that we uh, we can buy those again. I'm upset that the Ducks won't be wearing them. I hope that at least for a warm up, you know, they can they can wear them and then like auction them off for charity or something. Because like it, it would just be cool to see it once. But yeah, it would be fun. Hi, Lauren. Hey, how's it going? And we also got Renil in the chat there. I saw that too. Ah, we were just like in very deep conversations. So. We were. Yeah. Um, how's it going? Uh, and then everybody? also, and then also they got the Hawks jerseys out as well for uh, the goal. Go with these uh, these Mighty Ducks jerseys. Yeah, well. the good old Bombay jerseys. Yeah. So um, I'm excited about the shoes because they got uh, three different pairs of shoes coming out. They have like yeah. the E5 colored, like the, the green ones. They got the Hawks ones, obviously. But then they have like the OG Mighty Ducks, like the Eggplant and Jade, uh, like the Wild Wings sitting behind me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not coming a- out. And I'm like... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not a big shoe guy, so, like, I wouldn't buy them, but they do look very cool, and I, I potentially would. I'm trying to find the, the picture of them, but I... See, like, I... actually can't. Oh, if you go back and you just zoom in there, they're in the Oh, were they in, in there? Middle. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I, I'd seen, like, a better picture. Oh, yeah, them, there but... there is better pictures out there, but, um, yeah. yeah, no, like, the, the Mighty Duck, like, the, like, the Anaheim colorway, I guess, um, mm-hmm. like, I would buy those. But I'm also not the like I'm not like the I'm not the shoe guy that like literally collects them like I do jerseys yeah. right like there are yeah. people who do that, um, which uh, there's a really cool episode of uh, I don't know if you've watched like the Jeff Goldblum uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, series or whatever on uh, uh, no no I haven't actually no but uh, you should go check that out because there's like it's just like it explains like the history and whatnot of a bunch of different things. Like I watched an episode on jeans and it was just like, Oh, I, I like, I actually didn't know that. So if you, if you like to learn stuff, that's a, that's a, that's a fun one. I think one of the first episodes he does is about like shoes and shoe collecting and like how that oh, became this phenomenon. So cool. um, I'm not one of those people, 
So for me, it's like I would buy those shoes and be like, I can't get these dirty. So yeah, right. <laughs> I, I so I would never wear them, kind of thing. So as much as I would love to get a pair of those, but mm-hmm. also I have like I have one pair of uh, Adidas uh, Ultra Boosts myself. I absolutely love them. Uh, the only reason I got them though is because I had a like a gift card that was like half the cost of the shoes. So that's the only reason I have a pair even. Oh really? So, but they are super fucking comfy shoes. I gotta say, uh, I'm not endorsed uh, by Adidas in any way. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you, you're not giving the money to Kanye anymore. You can give it to me, sure. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, in uh, EA NHL, you can uh, also get these jerseys with what do they call it? The Fly Together update, I think. Yeah, there we go. Um, available December first. Oh no, available in NHL twenty three now. The jerseys are available yeah. December first. My bad, but yeah, yeah the can, actual uh, physical jerseys are available then. So yeah, so that is very cool if they brought that back. Nice touch for the thirtieth anniversary of those there, and for that, yeah. Adidas gets a big energy move. One more time. A big energy move. And the third one's going to be just for kicking Kanye to the curb for all of his comments. A big energy move. Though it did take a little long, but we're not going to get into that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, We've got upcoming games to talk about here for the Anaheim Ducks. We will start Thursday at... uh, That will be in Vancouver at 7 p.m. Pacific time there. So... Uh, Vancouver, another team that was struggling to start the season, but uh, they've kind of figured it out now. They've got wins anyways, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got wins. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I'm like... The, again, I get it. Nobody gives a shit about your fantasy team. I have Demko on two of my three teams. I am uh, this fucking close to dropping him for some backup that like won't play as much like I, like I'm that close to dropping him for like like Anderson or Comrie at a Buffalo yeah uh, they're at least doing him, so. okay <laughs> like, yeah yeah exactly like Demko is literally costing me weeks <laughs> yeah um yeah so Vancouver won against Seattle and Pittsburgh in back-to-back games uh but they have since lost to New Jersey 5-2 on Tuesday so they're they're back in their losing ways there um, no back-to-back situation uh, with them for when we visit. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do we have a score prediction for this one here? I'll, I'll pull up our God. This one's here. this one's actually probably going to be the hardest one yet because <laughs> yeah. I'm like Vancouver could shit stomp us, but we might also be okay against them like yeah i don't know i mean we're we're on a hot streak so if uh i mean i said i was going to predict anaheim until we won they obviously won but um now i'm going to keep predicting them because they're on a hot streak so let's go anaheim um what do i think for a score four two i think four two I almost want to go four two in the other way, just because I'm I'm taking a look at uh, just a couple stats here. Yeah. Um, Vancouver's got a little bit more offensive drive. It's really just their own play in their own end. This could very well be a game like Anaheim San Jose was last night, um, where it's just the offensive guys are going and the defense just 
is not caring whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 3-2 Vancouver. Oh, you're, you're going to go 3-2. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I just want to say... Actually, because, sorry. And, I'm going to go 4-3, actually. Still Vancouver. Okay. 4-3. Um, you've also, we've also got... Uh, well, you were, you were getting pretty close with predictions there. You actually did get the score against Toronto. Uh, you just had the wrong team I got the flip. winning that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we combine our two together and, and you got... <laughs> there, there was that yeah. small part of me <laughs> against Toronto that was like, I want Toronto to score in overtime. Because I just want yeah. to be right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, we also both got the spread. I mean, we both said 3-2 against San Jose, but yeah. 6-5 for Anaheim. So we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So eventually we'll get one. <laughs> Which, fun fact, that Anaheim-San Jose game is the only game I got right in my three-game parlay last night. Oh, really? Rough. I bet on Calgary and Florida to win their games. Oh, yeah. Calgary was playing against Seattle, and Florida was playing against Arizona. <laughs> oh yeah, that's rough. Uh, we got a question. Anaheim's the one that I got right. <laughs> we got a question from Lauren here uh, asking if we're live streaming tomorrow's game. We will not be. Um, she's also asking if Neil or Dylan will do it. Let's see. I don't. I don't know. Um, I doubt Neil would do it. He tends to lean towards the Eastern games. The Eastern games and and more specifically the Devils. Um, yeah, because those are late for him. Otherwise, yeah. Oh, that's not the one I want. What a. We will be doing another one in a couple of weeks here, I think. Yes. So sure. we're going to, we're, what we've been doing is kind of doing like the Wednesday games that like we would normally be doing the show, but there's games. So mm-hmm. we'll do the uh, watch along and then just kind of hop on after. But Dylan will actually be doing the game tomorrow night um, on oh, the THP and YouTube channel. So yeah, you can definitely go check that out. That's a fun way to watch the game. Uh, Dylan is obviously a, a blast. He's a, He's an yeah. awesome guy if you've ever been a part of any of his streams. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check that out. We'll, we might uh, drop by in the comments for a little bit there as well. One of us may do it. So, we'll, You know uh, what? The game see. starts like for like at 8 o'clock for us, 7 o'clock Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Um, my class ends at 8.45. I might drop like right into the stream just to bust his balls a little bit, depending on yeah. the score. <laughs> depending <laughs> on the sure, score is the I'm key sure, there, I'm yeah. sure he wouldn't say no. So it's oh, either yeah. going to be me dropping in to bust his balls a little bit about Demco while also busting my own because I have him in two of my three leagues. Um, or it's just going to be me going in and just going, here's your win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I might drop in for a couple minutes here. I'll cool. Just, Cool, cool. If hopefully he listens to this, otherwise he's going to be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt he does, but yeah, yeah I don't think he'd also be upset no. about it if I did. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. Um, the other one, we will have a, another game against San Jose, which hopefully there will be more people in the arena there. And uh, oh, they're going to say more goals. I'm like, dude, there was a lot. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't need more. Yeah. Um, so they that will be the end of a home stand for them. That game is 7.30 Pacific time on Saturday. Another primetime one there. Hopefully we can go 2-0 against San Jose to start the season. Uh, they will be in Florida Thursday night. So, or sorry, Florida will be there Thursday night as well, but no back-to-back. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought we played a good game against San Jose. I thought we saw the best out of San Jose. So, I mean, if we see both of those, both of the teams, I guess, A games in a way, yeah, then uh, it's probably going to be pretty close. I think 5-3. Okay. 
5-3 Anaheim is my prediction. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that. What do you think? I'm going to lean towards Anaheim. Good choice. But, oh, they might throw in Reimer, though, so it might be closer than I think. Gibson's probably going to get put in also is my guess. Probably. Just considering you had, like, the backups, I guess, really, for both games. Yeah. Um, I will say as well. This but you're is not a- going to have that type of scoring again. Like, yeah. to have those, like, back-to-back in that short of a time span. I'm going to go 4-1 Anaheim. Before you lock that in, okay. this is the first half of a back-to-back for Anaheim where we play Florida at home the next day. Do you save John Gibson for oh. that game? And I mean, that might depend on his performance against Vancouver because I'm assuming he gets that start again. Um, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> does that, yeah, just, just if that changes things as well. I, I mean, I still as would trust him as much as it's a 5 3 game. But. As much as it's Florida, this is a division game. And you got a chance at another. You have a chance at another two points ahead. Yeah, against the division rival, who you're probably battling it out for. Down yeah. There, so on a Saturday night. Yeah, I'm going. I think you're still going Gibson and San Jose. Okay. And what did you is say? Is my thought. That, yeah, that's fair. Did you say yeah. four one? I'm gonna go four two actually. Four two. Okay. Just now that I think about it. Okay. Okay, and then Florida on Sunday at home, six p.m. Pacific time. For that one, second half of a back-to-back against a struggling, I would say, Florida team, if I am not mistaken. They are currently 5-4-1, 17th in the league, 11 points, minus one goal differential, which is good for 5th in their division, which is just out of a wild card spot. 5th um, in the wild card, so yeah, I mean, struggling for sure, but... Whether or not that is was just at the beginning of the season, I'm not sure offhand. Uh, their last five games, a win against the Islanders, 3-2, a loss mm-hmm. to Chicago, 4-2, a loss to Philly, 4-3, a win against Ottawa, 5-3, and then a loss to Arizona, 3-1. And they, they play w- San Jose tomorrow. And they will play LA on Saturday, so we'll get them on the second half of a back-to-back there too. That's tough because, especially because the team looks so different. Um, if you don't remember, they got Kachuk um, from the Flames, Matt Kachuk, um, and gave up Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger to do so. So um, it's debatable whether or not they got better with that trade, maybe more offensive, but less defensive. So uh, Bobrovsky and Knight are their goaltenders, which are a fine tandem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what to expect from this. I'm going to call 3-2 Florida. It's going 3-2 Florida. Because they're playing LA the night before, that will be a little bit more of a challenge for them that they'll have to put a little bit more effort into, right? Kind of gas the next day then. We we saw that with Toronto, right? Yeah, but I still think Florida has more going for them than Anaheim does even. Mm Mm-hmm. Even being on the second half of a back-to-back. Yeah. 
Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. Three, two, Florida. Yeah. yeah oh, sorry. I guess we can't. Yeah. Sorry. I took this off. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go three, two, things, Florida. Okay. Um, oh, God. Am I really going to predict five Anaheim wins in a row? I, <laughs> like, against Florida? Like, I'm a. Uh, I'm hey, there's crazy, there's crazier things, things, things you could do, man. Is this not when we went on our hot streak last season? Was like kind of end of October, beginning of November. Fuck it, I'm doing it. We're going to it. Yeah, because their last one was a win. I'm, I'm predicting the wins until we do an episode where they have recently lost. <laughs> there you go. So um, we got. Uh, oh, sorry, we got Andrew in the comments saying hi, oh, guys. Hey, Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Andrew, help me out with my prediction here. What what's the score going to be f- if Anaheim is going to win against Florida on Sunday night? Andrew uh, is instead telling you about the World Series. Houston won okay. with four pitchers as a shot of the Phillies, five nothing. Should I just go five nothing for Anaheim? Jesus Christ, <laughs> is that is that too ballsy? Um, Ball, if you're going to be ballsy, you got to go balls to the wall, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. And five I'm not telling that, you how to so. live your life, but again, we've seen crazier <laughs> things yeah. that are Ducks related. So I'm predicting 4 2, 5 3. You're saying 3 2. Andrew says Ducks 6 3. Against Florida? Okay. Is that unheard? Is that impossible? I don't think so. We scored four goals against the Rangers. We scored. You know, we're a comeback team. If 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 it's a comeback and like an empty net or two, six three's not impossible. I'm gonna do it. Thanks, Andrew. Six three. I'm, ch- I'm checking some goaltending stats here really quick. Yeah. That's that's a little bit easier to stomach than five nothing. So <laughs> we'll see. Let's have some fun with that. I'm I'm done trying to make realistic predictions for now. <laughs> Apparently. So if the Anaheim Ducks managed to get six past the Florida Panthers. I will be very surprised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too, but pleasantly surprised, obviously. Yeah, so. they are splitting Bobrovsky-Knight pretty close. Knight's played four games. Bobrovsky, this other six. Bobrovsky's a negative 1.2 on the goal save above expected. Knight's a 0.6 above. Excuse me. Knight's running a 5.3. Or a 2.53, sorry, uh, goals against average. Bobrovsky's at 3.06. Okay. Huh. And what was your prediction there that you went with? 6-3. As per Andrew. I can see that being the flip. Okay, well, I'm still going Anaheim. But yeah, it's that's, your that's pick. What, so. That's what Andrew said. Yeah, we're, we're yep. doing it. Yeah. Yep. All right, go for it. Says, I just hopped in to say hi and a like on the stream. Now, Thanks, I'm bud. heading to bed. Awesome. Sounds good, Andrew. Thank you for stopping by. Much appreciated. Um, okay, what else we got here? Goals update. Can briefly do that. Yeah. I feel like we got to do quacking. For, we got to do some sort of sound effect for the gulls. What do we have here? Hmm. Yeah, mine, 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 mine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll add that. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Let me write that down. Um, Nate, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. While I do that, if you want to give us the update here. Yeah, sure. So over the last week, the San Diego Gulls played three games, uh, one against the Colorado Eagles and two against the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, Against the Eagles, they won 4-3. First game against Abbotsford was a 7-3 loss. 
but it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay because they found Boo and won three two in a shot in a shootout the next uh, game there against Abbotsford. Uh, currently putting their record at three four and zero. Oh. Uh, they have four games uh, before our next Wednesday Damn. episode there. Uh, tonight against Bakersfield. I'm not sure where that game's at right now. Uh, against the Bakersfield Condors there. Uh, back-to-backs on the 4th and 5th. I think it's, the, it's Friday, Saturday uh, against the Milwaukee Admirals. And then Tuesday the 8th against the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, with that 3-4 and four record, the Gulls are currently sitting 7th in the Pacific Division. Uh, technically tied for six with Colorado, but they lose the goal differential. Um, your top five scorers right now. Um, Nicholas Brouillard leads the team with 10 points in seven games. Uh, Rocco Grimaldi and Daniel Reagan have eight points in six and seven games, respectively. And then Glenn Godden and Braden, Braden Tracy have six points in seven games each. Uh, Glenn Godden also just being called up to the Ducks uh, yesterday, I believe, or two okay. days ago. Uh, Pavel Regenda being sent down. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that, but because I, I just saw that here that uh, Pavel Regenda actually um, is uh, got a goal tonight against the Condors, assisted by Drew Hellison and Rocco Grimaldi. It's amazing what happens when you actually play a guy. Yeah, right? I mean... He goes out and does something. <laughs> yeah. It's... uh, the, the score is 3... Oh, 3-2 now. Just updated. Two minutes ago in the third. So it was 3-1, but the Gulls uh, just scored off of... Uh, Bo Grew uh, put it into the net there. Um, there you go. From Jacob Perot and Danny O'Regan. An empty net goal? What the hell? That doesn't make sense. Calvin Pickard off. Yeah, the AHL is actually interesting because it tells you when the goalies come off. Interesting. Was maybe okay. a del- maybe a delayed penalty and it was put in their own net? We're gonna have to look into that one. Yeah, because <laughs> that's that's very interesting. What happened yeah. there? How you get an uh, empty net goal when you're down three one? Yeah, interesting. Oh wait, they just took it off the board. Okay, Ali might be able to update us here. Uh, who chimes in? Quack quack or squawk squawk gulls? Yeah, what's uh, going on in the gulls game right now? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're we don't have AHL TV, so we're not able to see like what's actually going on. Do you do you know what's going on? Uh, as we're waiting for Ali, there uh, goalie stats. Lucas Dostal's still leading with six games played before tonight. Three point seven one goals against average and a eight eight five save percentage. Oli Eriksson Eck has three games played, a 4.55 goals against, and a 8.61 save percentage. So goalies are still struggling a little bit down there in San Diego. But um, I mean, I guess when you see games like 7 3 to Abbotsford, <laughs> yeah, <right. sense. laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to compare because our context is mostly the NHL, right? So, yeah, um, so stats are a little or average stats are a little different, but still not good. But. Yeah. Oh, she's not watching tonight, but just got the updates. Okay, we're gonna have to find out ah, what okay. uh, what actually is going on because that it's it's got to be a weird situation for yeah uh, for you to score an empty net goal when you're losing in a game. Yeah. At the in the dying seconds, but very uh very interesting. So yeah. Okay. Um, brief. What's cracking here? We got a 
a clip and then we will wrap up the episode. Oh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Actually, we got two clips because I couldn't okay. pick which one I wanted to go with, but both okay. come from last night's game against San Jose. I'm able to show these ones. We should not get flagged for them. YouTube, ESPN, we should not get flagged for these ones because you fuckers posted it on your TikTok account and that's where I grabbed them. Ah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to, you know, use this What's Quacking segment just to appreciate our boy Trevor Zegris, who was mic'd up last night. Uh, so this first clip is just, you know, him throughout the game here. So here you go. I got G. I'm ready! Ooh. My tooth went into the glass. There we go! There we go! Love it. Yeah, so just just this first one here. Yeah! I got G. I'm ready! Squirts as, bio steel into his face. Yeah. As, as soon as I heard the I'm ready, I just thought of SpongeBob. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I can't do as much, but, but like that's yeah, just what I yeah, thought I, of yeah. right away here. So, and then uh, the other clip that we got is uh, him talking to the backup goaltender for San Jose uh, during this game, oh, James Reimer. Um, this is just Zegris. He's hopping onto the bench and uh, starts talking with uh, with Reimer, who's just separated by a pane of glass between the two of them. Oh, James. What, because I hit you, you're upset? I'm 130 pounds. 75. <laughs> I love Reimer's, are you? Like, like he actually believes him for a second. He's like, I mean, I guess this kid could be. <laughs> but I like how he just like gives him the stone, like just the cold shoulder. He's like, oh, hey. And the then he's like, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not talking to you. Like, why would I talk to you? And then he's just like, are you upset because I hit you? He's like, dude, I'm 130. And then Reimer's like, oh. Okay, now now I gotta ask. Like, <laughs> and he might not even been like intent, like intentionally even giving him the cold shoulder. So maybe um, yeah. I uh, okay. Fortunately, during my uh, lacrosse days, I wasn't on the bench too often. But I do got a good story from sitting on the bench, being like kind of actually in Reimer's position, like right, like just having the pane of glass separating the two benches there. Mm -hmm. So we're in. Uh, we're in Fort Saskatchewan for provincials, which is like state championship. And uh, I was, oh, I was off because I had taken a rough shot to the hand. That's what it was. So I was mm -hmm. icing my hand. And uh, anyway, watching play, and one of Fort Saskatchewan guys uh, like got hurt, went down, kind of thing. Play gets blown dead, and out comes their trainer, who is smoking hot. <laughs> just saying <laughs> she runs out there and all the like a couple of the guys on our bench like oh like she's coming to get you she's coming to get you right and guy gets up and she's bringing him back and everyone's you know like tapping sticks or that because you know like when a, when a guy gets hurt and he gets up right like mm -hmm. give him like the like the, the, the clap of like yeah good like good job for getting up or whatever mm -hmm. there's just a little bit more coming from our bench though and separating, like, with the pane of glass is one of their top forwards and their assistant coach. And, like, they're kind of, like, chuckling. And the, the coach turns to me and he just goes, yeah, we get that a lot. 
<laughs> and then we're just both getting, like we're like we're all just kind of talking for a second there like as they're kind of getting ready to get going again or whatever and i'm just like yeah i kind of like kind of imagine that and he's just like yeah the amount of chirps that we get or whatever and i think it was like a guy like two down it's like yeah it's my fucking mom i think <laughs> <laughs> we were just laughing <laughs> But, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, good times. So, yeah, when when yeah. you're on the bench, it's it's all it's all fun and games. It's all fun. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, you, like you it, got, it's got to be when you're like the backup or like in your position. You're yeah, like you, your you, like when you you're gotta, just sitting there, not part of the game. Like you have to have some fun. Yeah, you got to Like you got to be ready to go. But like you're gonna drive yourself crazy if you're just like sitting there waiting to get in, right? Because most of the time you're not going to, right? Yeah. Um. But uh, like I know there was one game that uh, it, was a, it was a buddy of mine was like heading, uh, he's like heading up to his seats or whatever, and uh, we were just kind of like talking for a quick second because there's no pane of glass like between the bench and the spectator area, mm-hmm. and like we we're just kind of like talking for a second as he's sitting there, and he just goes, "Stupid question, you want the rest of my poutine?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, fucking hand it down here." <laughs> <laughs> so there's like an eighth of a poutine left like a, like a couple bites kind of thing but they're just like eating, eating poutine on the bench my dad was our like was our team's trainer right and i always sat like the same like by the, the other, same door that did that the other was, team trip for that and like give a little no, more my, my, dad, my dad. dad's not that good looking so uh <laughs> or as as that uh as that as trainer. that trainer i yeah. guess so but gotcha. uh yeah, but he, like, he even kind of starts chuckling because, like, like we were always like, if I was on the bench, we were always beside each other because I would just be at whatever end. He was always on the defense door, mm. so and I was always at the defense door, right? So I'm not like having to go across farther to get into the net if I had to go in, kind of thing. Yeah, and like he sees that he's like, "You fucking eating poutine right now?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, like I think for that game, I'm like, "We're up by six, like, yeah." I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I have to go in, like it doesn't matter yeah. if I'm a little slow. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm like, it's like four bites of poutine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Yeah. All right. Well, that will wrap up this episode of the Quack Report. We will be back on Monday to talk about, I guess, the three, the three games already that we already talked about here: Vancouver, San Jose, and oh, I guess not Florida. Um, no, we won't be talking about Florida because that's later that night. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we'll have the two games to talk about there, um, and uh, as well as I'm sure a lot of other stuff going on. So we, uh, yeah, we will see you on Monday back for our regularly scheduled episode, which will be out uh, on YouTube in the same time it goes out on Apple Podcast and Apple Music, or not Apple Music, Apple Podcast and Spotify yeah. um, as well there. So, but in the meantime, if you want to get in contact with us, um, you can do so on Twitter at Quack Report Pod. Um, and on Instagram and on YouTube and on Twitch, all at Quack Report Pod there at HockeyPodNet. Yes, we got the, the YouTube handle this week. We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, Nate, if people want to uh, commiserate with you about how little Dallas Eakins is playing Mason McTavish, where can they do that at? <laughs> you can do that with me uh, on Twitter at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S. Cool. And it seems quite unfair that Nate gets uh, bench poutine. So if someone wants to bring me some uh, <laughs> some leftover poutine, um, we can we can sort that out on Twitter at Carter underscore Pods. Come out Jesus to the Copperheads this weekend. Come out to the Copperheads. We'll get you some poutine. Ooh, sounds good. All right, go Jacks, go.